I don't know, man. It's 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 hard to square some of these things. And at a certain point, you, you got to do a lot of mental jujitsu. Got to do a lot of mental fucking jujitsu and 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 limbo to get around the fact. You know, it's a lot of well, these people they're poor and they're doing this and they're doing that and they're disenfranchised and they're uneducated and they're this and they're. It's like, all right, man. Or you could just admit that this is a bad idea, and we could just fucking move on. Yeah. But you know. Yeah. What do well, I know? And there's uh, there's stakes to uh, there are stakes. What like and uh, I don't think you've you've talked about some of the stakes of leaving. Apostasy is a death sentence according to the Quran. Uh huh. I actually don't know if this is. Tr- I've never told my parents this. My parents think I'm a devout Muslim, and yeah. I've often feared that. Not only uh, would my, I, my, I would be excommunicated from the family, which you know, fine. It's a tough thing to deal with. It's hard because you go like, go ahead and excommunicate me, fine. But also at the same time, like, I think it would kill them to excommunicate me. They would hate it. But they, no, would they love they, you. Yeah, they love the me. Yeah. Um, but according to the Quran, the the uh, the sort of the sentence for for relieving the religion is death. It's right. Plain and simple. In fact. There, that that one's not a metaphor. Not a metaphor. Very crystal clear. I say I'll say this, man. You talk to my pops. You talk to a lot of these Muslims that I sort of grew up with. They'll tell you not a fucking metaphor in the Quran. It's all it's all it's all literal. Everybody, welcome to Leaving the Tribe, a podcast about people who left a. Uh, Group, religion, uh, system, ideology. Today's episode is with Ramsey Badawi. Follow him at all things at Ramsbad. And check out his website. Uh, I believe it's RamseyBadawi.com. I should have this in front of me. But I don't. Uh, he plugs it at the end. Go to his website. Follow him on all social media. Follow the podcast at Leaving Tribe Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow me at GossGoss6. Um, Ramsey is on today talking about being raised Muslim and leaving it and why he left it. Um, I want to clarify something on the show and I thought it was clear, but I got, I've gotten several messages over the, over a series of, uh, the last few months, not a ton where sometimes people go, I, uh, Hey, that was inaccurate. This was not, I'm not looking for a lesson on a religion. That's not what this show is. Uh, this show is people's perception and what they experienced and them speaking freely on it and then stating, you know, why they left a thing. Um, so not all experiences are going to be identical. And uh, I think that's a problem in today's society is you put a, you know, this is... We have these different groups, and they uh, go, well, it's all this or it's all that, and that's all bullshit, in my opinion. Uh, everyone has an individual experience. Uh, everyone has individual perception on what they experienced, and that's what I'm interested in. I'm, I'm tired of people being lumped in uh, and lumping themselves in with uh, a common, you know, uh, thinking as opposed to actually stating what they think is happening from their perspective and uh, having to censor their experiences because they're worried other people aren't going to understand. So, you know, if, if, there, if there are things on here, on this episode or any episode, that you 
from your experience think is inaccurate, that's absolutely fine. That's part of the show. Um, I, everyone's experience and perception shouldn't be identical. That's you know that's what being individual human beings is, and uh, that's what I'm interested in. Um, and having said that, I'm so happy Ramsey was able to talk about no longer being in Islam. Uh, and he he was super honest about everything, and I very much appreciate it. And uh, it's such it's a great episode. Um, I've been very very happy with the episodes lately, and uh, this this one too. And uh, I I just really appreciate all you guys listening. Sorry for the uh, the pep talk up front. Um, I just you know I I just want to make sure everyone's on the same page on what this show is. Um. Because I thought it was clear, but maybe it wasn't, you know, uh, I, and I want I want people to under, understand why I do this show and why it's important to me and what I'm looking for in the show. And uh, that's what it is. I'm looking for people's individual experiences, individual stories. And, you know, I, I, I got that. And uh, Ramsey does a great job speaking his. And I think all the guests have done a great job speaking theirs. And uh, I'm excited for that to continue. Anyway, I've monologued enough. I'm going to plug my dates. Um, uh, so August 4th, you can see me do stand-up. You can see I'm, I'm preparing for an album. August 4th, you can check me out the Hotel Vegas in Austin, Texas at 7 p.m. That's Sunday, August 4th, the Hotel Vegas at 7 p.m. Uh, August 6th, I'll be at the Library Bar in Galveston, Texas. Love Galveston. Uh, both of those shows will be with uh, my very good friend and very funny comedian, Keith Ray. Um, August 9th, I will be at Chuckleheads in Bisbee, Arizona with uh, my very, very dear friend, Olivia Grace. And uh, I'm, I'm very excited to see her again. And uh, I don't know if I'll be able to bring the podcasting gear with me. Think about buying my own so I can do shows on the road. Um, but uh, I'd love to get her on. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'm just speaking out loud. And then the big one, August 17th, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, I'm recording an album. Um, been working really hard and making sure it's, it's, it's material that I think uh, I want to put out there and uh, I'd really you know if you are in the Chicago area or near the Chicago area and don't mind driving a little bit I'd super appreciate you coming out I promise it's going to be a good show uh Connor McSpadden and Keith Carey from Mean Boys my other podcast will be there uh as well as Kyle Clark from the This Is Rad podcast uh three phenomenal comedians and uh, I couldn't be more excited for that show. And I think uh, I think if you have the opportunity logistically to d- go to that show and you don't go, you're just you're just missing out. I mean, uh, just Kyle, Keith and, and, and Connor alone, you know, for, forget about me for a second. Just that's a phenomenal stand up show. Uh, and if you're a fan of any one of us or all four of us, it's going to it's like. I don't know what you what more you want, Midwest. That's that's about as good as it gets if you're a fan of uh, of uh, this kind of uh, undisclosed network of podcasting. Um, so I appreciate 
If you've already gotten tickets, I appreciate uh, tickets for the Chicago and Austin show, and the link on us. Yeah, and the link for the Bisbee show. They will all be in the show notes. Um, I, I once again appreciate you listening to the show. Uh, this episode with Ramsey Badawi, and uh, I'm really excited for you to listen to it. Once again, follow this podcast at Leaving Tribe Pod. Follow Ramsey at at Ramsbad and follow me at GossGoss6 on all social media. And uh, thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. Think they are. Sure. You know, like you have more, like I, 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 I think that like uh, people have more strength than they're willing to allow themselves to have. Uh-huh. And... You know, as controversial as it sounds, I go like, you know what, man, you really don't need X, Y, Z. But it, but here's the thing: things are complicated. So, and as I get older, right. you start to realize very quickly, like, well, there are corporations that basically use the welfare system to, like, I, I don't support food stamps. Uh huh. I have food stamps. Right. I, but do, the reason why I don't support food stamps is because I think corporations often use food stamps to underpay their own employees. Interesting, yeah. So Walmart is actually if you if you look up if you look into Walmart, they oh Walmart is I mean they they're they, famous for they this. get they get funding off of pretty much taxes totally yeah. and, they, and they get, they're famous for this. So what they do is they underpay the fuck out of all their employees and in their break rooms and in their employee training they teach them how to apply for government welfare programs. Yeah, which is bullshit. Right. If you work full time, pay your fucking employees enough to get paid. Absolutely. To, to live that 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 I I don't think is uh, no, but, but even semi. Like totally. I completely. And then people have, and that's a. Th- I mean, that's the thing with a lot of political stuff, is like uh, a lot of things are good ideas, and then they get corrupted by someone with more power. Yeah. And then you have a new thing. Uh, to balance that out, and then instantly they just find a different way to corrupt it. Absolutely, yeah. And I, sometimes I wonder if there is any good systems or anything like that because it just seems to be the repetitive thing is, okay, here's a, there's too much of this, well, let's fix it with this. And then the people who caused the first problem go, okay, well, we can just fuck it up this way yeah. to our advantage. You yeah, know? I agree. They, they, It's like you, you got to like follow who's doing what and who's supporting what. I'm willing to bet that if you look at the statistics, for example, of uh, the number of Lyft drivers right. who are on welfare. Oh, yeah. Probably. In a, uh, and then I'm willing to also bet you would see huge support for things like welfare from within the Lyft's, you know, the, the, the higher ups. Right. And it's like it's just no it's no surprise to me. So no, no, not at all. But I'm for president 2020. Andrew Yang, man, I'm a big Yang guy. Yeah. You're, you're hearing about this guy. No, I haven't. He he has a proposal for a universal basic income. Every single person in the country, no matter what, rich, poor, you get a thousand bucks a month. This is pitch. And Interesting. the reason why he wants to pitch it is because he's he's talking about how artificial intelligence is just going to fucking take all of our jobs. And he's right. And he's Interesting. saying, I mean, it's already yeah. starting. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. And so his thing is like, look, a thousand dollars a month ain't going to make anybody rich. Right. But if you lose your job because a fucking computer now takes your job, a thousand bucks a month is going to make the difference between a guy who's not able to pay the rent. I mean, he's basically did not like he that that's a yeah. I mean, I don't know what that'll do to inflation and all that, but basically that's a solution that goes. We're not going to have as many homeless people. <laughs> We're going to figure you know, something out. Yeah. yeah Rather than, exactly. Rather yeah. than have this big balloon government system where there's like a food stamps department and this or that, everybody just get a fucking thousand bucks and, um, you know, 
if you're rich, you could take that thousand bucks. Maybe you and a couple of your rich buddies, you pull all your thousand bucks together and you create your own charity and do your own. Like, but the the right. notion of it is, is like, let's tr- let's we have an inevitable fucking apocalypse coming in yeah. terms of labor. Let's try to get ahead of it and cushion it. And that's a very left wing idea. But I'm like, that's that's a practical idea. It makes perfect right, sense. To right, me. right, right. Yeah. No, yeah. you you are one of the more political savvy people that I know. Thank you for saying that, which I, is why yeah. Yeah. I mean and I don't I don't agree with every we don't agree on totally everything, not. but you're you know, you know you know what you're talking about. You know what you're talking about better than I do you know. You know, and it's not and, and my feeling is like uh, I wish I didn't know what I was talking about because I think if I didn't know what I was talking about I'd be well I'd be a lot more well accepted in, in especially in comedy. <laughs> See, well that's that's I mean, when, when I was a, when I was a kid, I was very much into keeping up with politics. Yeah, and, you know, all you know, I was homeschooled, so like my parents were very politically active. There, you know, my mom was Green Party. Like I remember when uh, Clinton was bombing whatever fucking country it was. You know, whatever, uh, yeah, yeah. whatever, whatever threat that doesn't have food. You yeah, know, whatever uh, guy who looks like me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like my mom took me to the protests and stuff yeah, yeah. and. Like that's actually I don't know if I've ever told you this when 9/11 happened I genuinely didn't realize that it was a big deal because it felt like every morning I'd wake up and my mom goes someone so got funny. bombed so I just I was like okay like I it didn't I could not comprehend I didn't comprehend Yeah I remember as a kid going why do people care more about this one but I like I feel like every day I'm hearing about a different atrocity yeah. and bombing and like yeah, in in uh, in Africa and South America and the Middle East, like so, like I I, I just I couldn't comprehend as an eight year old why nine eleven was significant. Yeah, and I also didn't feel comfortable saying anything and asking for an explanation because everyone was so sad. I was like, isn't every day sa-? like it? It was generally fucked me up because I was like, why is this? I couldn't understand why this one was more important. You know, I remember the day after nine eleven, I walked home from junior high, and. Uh, I found this is so embarrassing. I found a American flag on the floor, and I ugh, this is gonna oh Jesus, this is gonna hurt. I pinned it to my backpack, <laughs> and I walked home, and people would honk and like give me the thumbs up, and I'd be like, like I would be holding my arm up like America, like I was, yeah. and it made me feel so good. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, that's ah, gross. I was, I was fucking twelve, and like. Yeah, terrified of being Muslim. Right. I yeah. mean that. I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, you were so you were raised Muslim. You're actually the first. Uh, you're the first. We've had. We've had. Uh, you're the first non, uh, like a uh, Western-based religion. Even mm-hmm. though, uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, the West is the best. Yeah, as I always say. We, we've had. We've had. Uh, we've had pagans. I, I'm. You know. We've had. Uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I just hint at people that you know. Yeah, we've had pagans uh, and Christians, Wiccans and, and Christians, and, and Mormons, Catholics which are now Mormons, the only American-born religion. I kind of wish yeah. I was Mormon. Yeah, Jesus was born in Missouri. I don't know if you. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> Someone's gonna get mad at me sure. for saying that. Well, that's that's uh, it's a good. It's always a good sign when people are going. Hey, well, actually, that's slightly not how I was taught. It's like, I, yeah, I'm I, a comedian, you know. But I, yeah, yeah, you were so you were born into to Islam. I was born uh, the son of two Palestinian refugees, both very Muslim. Uh huh. I say very Muslim, and I, because I, 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 I'm, I'm tired of this fucking. I'm tired of these. You know these new these newfangled moderate Muslims. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Google commercial motherfuckers, you know. Yeah, no, I know. Fashionable headscarf. These are not the people who raised me. I was born in the thick of it. Real ass, just fucking dusty sandals, a lot of Israel talk. Uh huh. Uh, You know, 100%, the Quran is the infallible word of God, uh, you know. And so, yeah, I was, I was born, raised, uh, praying five times a day. I, I you know, uh, would fast during Ramadan. No girls, no girlfriends. Um, which, which, by the way, fine. Okay. I wasn't having a ton of girlfriends anyway. Right, right. But it was a, it was like a, you know, no pork, no this, no that. You know, just, just real scary shit. Yeah. Those, because here's the, I mean, what's interesting about, uh, um, and th- this happens with several religions where you go, okay, like what you just listed off. I feel like if I were to say, if I were to list off all those things at uh, certain areas of LA, they go, those are stereotypes. I'm being a bad person. But yeah. That's really, you think, that's accurate. I really, that. yeah. I fucking grew up with that mosque every fucking Friday, Sunday schools, all that stuff. So, I, yeah, yeah, I'm relatively, that's the thing about, I like, uh, you know, I think I like to joke around about about the, you know, Islam being bad and whatever. But the truth of the matter is, is 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 a lot of those opinions are very well informed. I'm, I know the Quran pretty well. Yeah. I was, it was, it was the governing rule, bo- you know, right. the governing book of my household. Right. What was what was your first memory of mosque of uh, or or just something that was Islam specific in your in your household? Do you have like a first you know, that's so funny. That's how deeply ingrained it is. I do not have a first memory. I don't have any memory besides being raised Muslim. Like, uh-huh. I, I, it was just the the thing that we, we was sort of true. I, I, I've learned in my later years that um, my dad was not really religious uh-huh. until the birth of my younger brother, who's three years younger than me. Uh-huh. Then he quit smoking and he channeled all of his, like, addictive energy into islam interesting and it just rolled downhill ever since so my brother was born i was three by the time i'm five we're all practicing you know what i mean okay yeah so i you know but i i I recall being in first grade and having to explain to people what ramadan is and it was this sort of like how would people often react at that age but well i like to say there's two sort of phases of islam there's aladdin and al-qaeda right <laughs> and in, in first grade, it was Aladdin. Yeah, uh, and so people were very much like, "Well, that's that's interesting." Like, "Wow, that's, you got a genie." Yeah, yeah that kind. Of, <laughs> you got a genie talk. And then I think after seventh grade, I played a little closer to the vest. I was uh, I was a very social. I've always been socially savvy. Right. And I remember in the seventh grade, just being like, "All right, well, after nine eleven, I'm gonna go ahead and keep this one under wraps a little bit. I don't got much of a, uh, you know, just I, 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 you'd been hearing stories about people getting killed and yeah. Well, my favorite part about that is uh, you know most of the times they were Indian, but. None, I mean, I don't like that the oh, Indians were oh, getting killed, oh, when, but there oh, were Sikhs yeah. getting killed because people were just like not sure who Muslims were. It's it's insane how many Sikhs die because because Sikhs almost they they kind of have to be more public with their religion than Muslims yeah. do because they're supposed to keep their hair a certain way and, and stuff the, like the that. Fish, yeah. So to me, Indians are the only people who have every right to be super pissed at Muslims, right? In terms of like, dude, what the fuck, man? Yeah. You guys really <laughs> fucked us for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. No, that that is that, that's. Uh, yeah, that's I, I I don't really think about that, but that is true. Yeah. And also, 
most, you know, most of uh, white America c- can't tell. I mean, mo- most, a lot of people that I grew up with in uh, in Orange County that I went to school with, they would not be able to tell if you were Arab, Mexican, Indian, or like they would have no yeah. idea. They yeah. just know you're one of the browns they don't like. Yeah, no, man, it, it, it definitely, especially Orange County where we grew up, very white area. Yeah. I remember... Very vividly, when I was 16, the there was like you know protests outside of mosques that we went to and stuff yeah. like that. Like people were people were pissed. People uh-huh. So, I definitely always had a bit of um, a bit of uh, I don't know apprehension around it. I, I I I think the thing that ultimately always got me was I knew somewhere in the back of my mind I was a non-believer. Uh huh. But I also sort of had this attachment to this cultural sort of identity, cultural. You sure. know, religious identity. Well, what what is what is the difference between the culture of being Muslim and the actual religion of it? Because yeah. they usually are different things in every religion. Yeah, I mean, so so the cultural aspect to me of it is is like I mean, even to this day, I'm not you. I'm not much of a drinker. How, you you know? No, that, like, you're not. It's I, I mean, I remember. I think. I, but we lived together for what a year and a half, yeah, two years. Maybe we twice. lived with each other. Yeah, we lived with each other in different locations. Totally. You're the only person I've been roommates with more than once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think I saw you drink maybe once or twice. I remember seeing you buying alcohol once. You bought a bunch of beers and you didn't even drink them. They yeah, just I've started. Just never much of a drinker. Then, yeah. Didn't eat pork until I was like 19. Like, um. And, and I mean, these are obviously superficial parts of the culture, but I mean, right. I like, I, I sort of, I sort of, and even to this day, like, uh, you know, I'll go to a mosque on like a holiday. I like sure. kind of like looking at everybody and, and they're all, they're all, you know, there's these sort of, uh, prayers that they're doing and it's right. kind of calming. It's like this, ch- you've heard, you've seen Black yeah. Hawk Down, whatever's going on <laughs> in the background of Black Hawk Down, this sort of sounds you hear. Sure. Yeah, they're soothing. I, I, I think it's also maybe part of it is it's a, it's a connection to your childhood as well. It is, and I, yeah. and, and my feeling is is like whatever hostility and, and negative feelings I have towards the religion, uh-huh. I don't have towards the people. Right, right. Absolutely. And there's a difference between that. You can hate McDonald's and love their employees, and to me. That's what I think Islam. I think Islam is McDonald's. Yeah. And, and my family and my friends growing up and my relatives, they're all employees for this organization that I don't think is all that great. Right. So that was definitely something that became I, I didn't think I was gonna have to deal with it as directly as I did. Uh-huh. But around sixteen, seventeen, we're all we're all starting to get the internet and I'm reading things about about the religion. I'm reading things about History, I'm learning more and more things that sort of filled in the blanks of, of all the questions I had growing up. Right. And now I'm sort of starting to think to myself, uh, maybe this ain't the thing. And what, what were the things that you'd see and read that may, started to make you feel that way? Well, the, you know, I would read about the Prophet Muhammad. Yeah. Who was a, unlike, so unlike Jesus, the Prophet Muhammad is a guy who's a lot more uh, uh, traceable. Uh-huh. The story of Jesus is sort of this, this thing that we've all heard a zillion times. And historians all, I think, pretty much agree that probably a guy existed named Jesus. Right. But Muhammad was 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 much more in. Recent well, there's history. guys today that are named Jesus. That yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Right. Muhammad was a guy that 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 they're pretty like we can trace pretty much exactly what he did. And yeah. what was going on. We have a lot a lot more sort of historical context with him. Okay. And I don't want to say and because I, I don't want you to get death threats. 
I, you know what? I welcome him. They say there's there there are some sketchy things about him. Maybe uh-huh. not the best guy on the planet. At best, he was kind of a poli- a, a political leader, a, a, a sort of a war, a kind of a uh, created this sort of uh, ideology, uh-huh. you know. And at worst, he was a con man. Right. That's and and I think look how it, how, how so like what were the what were the because uh, I've actually I I I know about yeah well 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 you know uh, at worst. He 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 duped a bunch of people and basically built this empire in the way that anybody who who does this right. built an empire of followers based on a based on this idea that he is the messenger of God. Right. So if that's not true, then he's a con man. Right. If if in God did not speak to Muhammad, uh-huh. which I think many of us are questioning right, right. now, and I'm sorry to break it to you, Tom. He is a con man, and also they say that he, you know there's things like he he was epileptic, and they think that like a lot of times when he was having these visions, he was actually just having seizures. Right. You know there, there's talk. Look, this is a this is a this is a uh, one of the more controversial things, but like there's talk about him and like children, like, like right. And and I think back then that was kind of the norm, but yeah, nonetheless, I mean Mother Mother Mary in in the Jesus story, whether it was fabricated or not, she's like thirteen. Yeah, so you go look. I get it, but if there's a if there's a benevolent sort of all knowing God, you'd think he would have started it off with the age of consent being eighteen. Right. You don't yeah. you don't think it would have taken like a, a revolutionary war, a civil war, and then fucking you know. Or at least Almost 16. Be at yeah. least as moral as Indiana. Yeah. Uh, I mean, then know. again, I don't know what these kids looked like. Maybe they were better developed. I have no idea. But yeah. anyway, so I, I started to sort of read these things, and it, it, it all sort of began, began to sort of, I guess, fuel my... It, it filled gaps for me, uh-huh. and it also allowed me... I think I kind of... I think I kind of needed to get away from the religion entirely because i i thought that it was killing any it's like to me i felt like um uh religion is a small sect of spirituality right, right? and i felt like in order to save my spirituality i had to cut off the the inf- the religion because sure. the religion was just infecting things in bad ways do you think it was filtering your thoughts and actions and and yeah that kind of thing i began to really feel the effects of i mean the Quran has some really, really, really harsh stuff towards women. Right. And for example, let me give you an example, please, a, a clear please. one. Um, my mother wears a hijab. Uh huh. Part of why she wears a hijab is because in the Quran, it pretty clearly states that if she doesn't wear a hijab when she dies and goes to hell, she'll hang in hell by her hair. That's like a punishment for not wearing a hijab. Interesting. My mother. Her father passed away, and she received half the inheritance of her brothers uh-huh. because the Quran dictates women receive half the inheritance of men. Uh-huh. Things like that. It was almost a love for my mother that also helped kind of push me away because I would sure. see some things. By the way, my mom never fucking complained. She never thought twice about it. But I yeah. would kind of be like, man, you're getting the rough fucking end here, dude. Like, yeah. So I don't know. I, I would see these kinds of things, and I would think, you know what, man? I think I'm, I'm away. I'm, I think I got to get away from this. I think that like some of the feelings I have towards sex and, you know, uh, uh, just existence, uh-huh. they're all being colored poorly by this, by this perspective. And sure, so I, sure. I, I felt myself drift away. 
between the ages of 16 and 20. I didn't really make a clean break until I was like a, right. a young adult. What were what were I mean what were I mean the the the, the mom one's very clear. What were, what were some of the other ways it colored your views on I mean you mentioned sex uh well, how, how else did it it color th- I mean you just gave such a a clear yeah. specific example for your mom and I think that's I, I, it's in a lot of religion. I mean, uh, women being less is in a lot of a lot of religions. Yeah, I think it. I I think that you you can actually judge a religion based on how how they treat uh, how they want to treat women, which is such a dumb, easy, self evident sentence. Uh-huh. But that being said, you look at some of these ancient religions in like the 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 Latin American countries, right? And they really have like a strong. Uh, reverence for the for the mother right and those guys tend tended to be i i you know i think that as a religion it had a little bit more beef to it i like i like i like the appreciation for like the idea of like you know life giving all that kind of stuff and i tend to think that religions that that focus on the mother tend to be better but maybe i'm wrong yeah you know what's interesting is uh uh like uh, a lot of native american tribes i can't i forget which ones well yeah i mean the the latin american ones are probably similar religious beliefs so it's a lot of the north american ones yeah yeah, the native americans a lot of their religion was tied into their actual society yeah uh and how they you know it was i'd say more tied in than it is today in our society but like even for uh, for politics, you know, the chief would be uh, I forget which tribe this is. I should look it up. So mm-hmm. I don't. But the the chief would be always be a man. But it would only be the woman who were allowed to elect yeah. the chief. That's that's a very interesting way to. That's an interesting way to do it. Yeah. I like that. I like there's something there. I mean, obviously today, look. And I, it's like I don't even want to be like I'm not even like an SJW whatever you no, know neither I mean? of us are but yeah. we still have we have good we want the best for people you yeah. don't have to be an SJW to want the best for people and the best for society it, it's so funny but I just almost feel like this need to like say that because it's like I'm not pandering I'm telling you yeah what it is society is best in a complete sort of when women and men are treated equally and both have the same opportunities I agree. just better things happen yeah no I know? absolutely agree um and so. There was that element of it, and then there's also the element of the fact that I, I, I was, I lived for many a months. I would go every other year. Or I'm sorry, I would go, uh, yeah, every other year. I would spend my summer in Palestine. Yeah, and what age did that start? Since I was between the ages of three and eighteen. I mean, uh-huh. I was a, I, from from childhood to young adult. I watched everything change. I well, sort of. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I sort of uh, really got a good idea of a lot of the structural problems of mm-hmm. Arabs and Palestinians. Yeah. And I found that a lot of it had to do with uh, with with the uh, Islamic faith. Mm-hmm. There are cultural aspects of the Islamic faith that I think are regressive for obvious reasons. I mean, I named a couple of them. But they also are regressive in the sense that, you know, uh, this war in Palestine... And in Israel, this conflict, oh, it's got an ending in the Quran. It's got an ending. It's got. A, it was told that it was going to happen in the Quran, and it has an ending. And it ain't an ending where both people shake hands and tell each other that they're that, that they're going to, you know. The Israel-Palestine conflict was predicted in the Quran. The Jews and the Arabs have always had beef. It's biblical. I, yeah, yeah. For people who don't know, um, <clears throat> it is believed in the in the Bible. Torah and the Quran, which are all sort of you know loose plagiarisms of one another, right? Uh, that 
Abraham had a wife. Her name was Sarah. Um, and he had a sex slave. Her name was Hagar. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a son from each of these children, right? Uh, he had a son with the sex slave, and that was Ismail. And he had a son with his wife, Sarah, and that was Simon. Ismail and Simon were always fighting, and and I, you know, I think Ismail was always like kicking the shit out of Simon, kind of thing. Yeah. And eventually, uh, he had to uh, Abraham had to banish the sex slave and the son to the desert. And the belief, sort of the biblical belief, is that the Ismail is the father of the Arabs, and Simon is the father of the Jews, and that is sort of where the conflict between Arabs and Jews began, all the way back there. Interesting. And so there's always this. this I mean, the Quran has a lot of a lot of anti-Semitism, although Arab Arabs are Semites, so it's kind of a silly thing. I mean, you know. Right. But. There's a lot of that in there, and it's built in there. And boy, if you want to Google that, uh, to whoever's listening to this, just Google how the Palestinian-Israeli conflict ends in in Islam. It's it's it ends by the streets of Jerusalem running red with Jew blood. Uh huh. Jews will be hiding behind bushes, and the bush will yell to the Arab, "There's a Jew behind me." And the Arab will come and he'll kill the Jew. And then another Jew will be hiding behind a tree. And the tree will yell, there's a Jew behind me. <laughs> By the way, wor- worst episode of Sesame Street ever. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Wow. But th- I that's, mean, that's in the Quran, dude. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm trying to remember uh, who, who wrote. Who it wrote, might not be Quran. Who wrote The Giving Tree? Because it sounds like a real dark uh, <laughs> yeah. sequel. Uh, it, it may be not in the Quran. It might be in the Hadith. Which is right. sort of like a, 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 a kind of a supplementary of book. Okay, Hadith is sort of like Prophet Muhammad's, the, almost like this is how the Prophet Muhammad lived. There's some lessons, some lessons yeah, he taught. Yeah. Some good stuff. Look, by the way, for anybody listening who's gonna, you know, be bent out of shape, I'm sure there's good, there's good shit in there. There's good yeah. shit in everything. Yeah. But to me, I kind of go like, I'd rather have a book. I'd rather. I'd rather watch Caillou, which is a fucking zero of a T. Like, nobody learns anything good or bad. (laughs) (laughs) Then just this halfway fucking, some of this is brilliant and some of this is fucking terrifying and bone chilling. Yeah. And so you have a country of people, and look, not everybody, but but, but a majority of people, just like here in America, there are a majority uh, of Christians, a majority of people in the Middle East believe this stuff. Right. And I'm like, I think this is detrimental. I don't think this is helping you get out of out of this this military occupation. I don't think it's it's advancing right. science. I don't think it's advancing. They're, yeah, yeah, they're waiting for the trees to start kill, telling them to kill the Jews. That's fu- it's fine. I think there's a big attitude in the Middle East, which is like, it's fine. The end days are coming. We'll be good. We'll get to them eventually. Yeah, we're so, not worried. Yeah. So so I so ideas like that, thinking like that. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> It all it all began to slowly pull me away, and it started to feel like I was being drawn and quartered. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I had to basically go like, look, if I don't untie, if I don't let go of this religion, I'm just gonna be torn in fucking half. Right. How much of it? How much of it was you doing your own research, and how much of it was stuff that you actually saw at mosque or around other Muslims around you and things? That yeah. they'd say, because you mentioned it was more the religion than the culture and the people. Yeah. Look, my. A lot of it was watching things like, you know, I mean, hearing things. Look, I grew up I grew up in a world where people told me interest, the practice of interest is haram, forbidden in Arabic, uh-huh. because the Jews invented it. That was the thing that a lot, I've heard a right. lot of Muslims say to me. 
you you hear enough of these little things and you just kind of go like, yeah, geez, this is uncomfortable. Even though yeah. I met, I mean, look, man, my relatives, everybody, I have so many people who I'm related to who I think are wonderful people. My parents sure, I love sure. with all my heart. But I think I think that, I don't know, man, I watched my dad miss on some opportunities and you, because he just he just was too 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 dedicated to the idea that well I'll get it in the second life uh-huh. and maybe that's a value that's probably frustrating across all religions I'm sure you'll yeah see. oh absolutely but um, you know there are just like I said little mannerisms daily sort of built in tiny things that are like part of everyday Muslim living yeah that I just. I mean, I look at. Don't you ever look at a woman wearing hijab and you're like, oh my god, it's it's 95 degrees. Get that off your head. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's it's. I mean, I never know. I never know. I I never make a big deal out of it, but it's always interesting to me. Because even by design, it's not. It's it doesn't look like it's made for the woman. If that makes sense. Yeah, I don't think so either. And I think that I think that a lot of Muslim women will tell you they do it by choice. Good. Yeah. Uh, good for you. And it is their choice, absolutely. If that's what makes them happy, I want them to be, ha- you know, be happy. You know, I'm not. I don't think either of us are shitting on them, but there is something that seems very repressive. Freedom about of it. religion. You're free to do whatever you want. I think you're wrong. That's my. That's my attitude towards the entire Middle East, towards Palestine and Israel, towards all of it. Where I, where I think to myself, you guys should be fucking free to be wrong. A lot of right. us here are free to be wrong. Y'all should be free to be wrong. Yeah. But, you know. Like I said, I, I look at those things. I think, God, man, I just, how much of a choice is it really? Maybe right. you thi- like, it's like, it's like, you know, you're brought up in a, in, a, in sort of a cult and, and, and at that, you know, when you're 20, you think you're making a decision, but how much of that decision is based on 15 years of brainwashing? Right. right. If you, if you're told the thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, it does become your choice because you forget there are other options. Yeah. You know, uh, uh it's weird, and it's one of the most challenging things I've ever dealt with is um, sort of living in this post-9-11 world, right, where, where there was a couple of years where we were all like, all right, Islam seems to be kind of a, kind of a crazy religion. Yeah. And then I was on board with that and sort of like almost, almost felt like, like emboldened to like get away from, from, from the religion, kind of seeing people talk about stuff. Was there, was there like, was there guilt? Cause you were, you were, uh, for being Muslim after nine 11. Yeah. I never felt or shame or I felt a little bit of shame uh-huh. because I thought I'm sure someone will argue with me on this one, and it's fine. I want to. I want to be clear, and uh, to to the listeners, Ramsey is not speaking for all Muslims. He is speaking for his own specific experience yeah. and what he saw. And I'm, he's not saying that's what everyone experienced. He's speaking. He's he's talking only about yeah. his perception. You know what's funny, man, is we've just all been fucking shock colored into always like wanting to like fucking throw this dumb disclaimer. That's why I'm going like I thought, and I'm sure someone will be this. It's like, dude, I can't even talk about my own experience anymore. Yeah, and that's like, a, that's the thing. Asshole. Like like the this podcast is about people's individual experiences. It's not a class on yeah. Islam or Christianity. Or drug addiction, it's all experiences vary. All perceptions on it vary, and uh, I I hate a world where we have to censor ourselves and what we experience because that's not the overall. That's not 
the you know that's not what they think the overall arc is. Yeah, yeah. Some of this stuff, maybe you're the only Muslim who saw it this way and experienced that. I don't care. I want your genuine experience, yeah. your genuine feelings. Anyone who's sitting there going, I disagree. I don't feel that's accurate. That is fine, and uh, you know I'm gonna have other people's opinions. This is just Ramsey's, yeah. and I want to hear to hear his genuine experiences and genuine thoughts about what he experienced. I heard Muslims, even within my own family, uh, that were kind of okay with 9/11. Uh huh. Like they 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 kind of thought they kind of said things to the effect of, "Well, it's unfortunate that all those people had to die, but." You know, you wage a war with Islam, this is what you get. Right. And so that led me to a little bit of guilt. To sure. kind of going like, I don't know, man. If this is how some people feel, uh, maybe. And by the way, there's a lot of stuff in the Quran that I don't. I, so I'm, I'm pretty well versed in the Quran, but there's a lot that I don't know because the Quran is written in Arabic and untran- uh, apparent, like, you know, You'll talk to any Muslim scholar and they'll tell you the only way to really, really understand the Quran is in Arab is you have to read it in Arabic. Sure. And Arabic has some phrases. I mean, language is such an interesting thing because it, it encapsulates cultural ideas that, that don't translate sometimes. Right. There right. There are things that don't translate from Ar- Arabic to English and sure. English Arabic. For example, the phrase too much cologne, nothing in Arabic. <laughs> I just had to fucking twist a joke because it was getting too fucking serious. But, no, that's that's fine. Yeah. Um yeah, so so there were those moments of kind of really seeing things like and hearing these fucked up things and being kind of like, man, maybe I, I, I do feel a little bit guilty. I do feel like I'm part of this group of people that is is got just the wrong ideas. Right. And I think that we're doing ourselves a disservice today by deciding that Islam is a cult, is a is a, a a race and not a religion. That that seems to be more and more common with re- religions to kind of frame themselves. Yeah. As started with the Jews. Yeah. And I think that the Jewish thing is a little bit more nuanced because they experience that. In, I don't know if the if, if the uh, ethnic Jew thing, I'm not sure if it existed before the Holocaust. Right. As much. Sure. I mean, I guess it did to some degree. That's why the Holocaust happened. But either way, I sort of I sort of understand the Jewish thing a little bit more because sure they just they a cultural they sort of as a race. It's always been this, if your mother is Jewish, you're Jewish. Yeah, they experience this horrible thing. So I think there is sort of an ethnic identity to it, and I understand that. Um, Muslims are experiencing really horrible things, but the difference is most of the suffering caused in the Muslim world is caused by other Muslims. It's not caused by, uh, a, you know, uh, as much as we want to believe that, uh-huh. like, it's all drone strikes and whatnot, a lot of it is the Pakistani government fucking stoning women for fucking, right. you know, showing half of a fucking nipple or there's, whatever they're doing. There's a lot of Muslim-on-Muslim violence. Absolutely. The Saudi Arabian government publicly executes people with a sword Yeah, for... Crimes against Islam, right? Uh, ro- uh, if you ever get a chance to, there's a guy with the, uh, by the name of um, uh, Jesus, uh, last name Badawi, uh, Ra- Raed Badawi, uh-huh. um, who currently is facing. He's in prison, and he's uh, he's currently, um, I believe, he's been sentenced to something like a hundred thousand lashings or something. Uh-huh. And so every day for the last fucking few years, they pull him out of his fucking cell. And they slap him around with a fucking stick. They beat him. Um, all because he had blogged something they thought was anti-Islam. And they just, just once a week, they just beat him with a stick publicly? Publicly. Flog him. 
And look, some people will say to you, that's not Islam. They're right. misinterpreting the book. I say, if the book can be misinterpreted that way, we might have a problem with it. Right. And that's how I feel about all this stuff. That's how I feel about all the like, well, this is a metaphor. Well, fucking just tell it to me then. What, 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 like, what, why? If this is the most important shit that the earth has, that we as humans have, if this is the key to our fucking success in this life, why not make it more fucking Why are you making it interpretive? Why a riddle? You know yeah. what I mean? Don't put my fucking, don't, I don't want my fucking fate in the hands of a fortune cookie. Yeah. I want my, fu- <laughs> I, I want to, re- I just tell me, don't do this, don't do that. Right. So, yeah, yeah. one of the things that's one of the things that I think I'm having the most trouble with is just like watching this world. Like I said, it went from kind of blatantly anti-Islam to now we're bending to being like, well, Islam is actually really good. You know, man, Tom, how much more successful would I be if I was just like a guy who went up on stage and did the, uh, you know, geez, Islam, it's tough to be one of me these days. Let me tell you, you know what I mean? I don't. I don't know. I don't. I mean, you. You possibly could. I think. I think you would bleed from your eyes. I'd bleed from my eyes because, because you. 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 Yeah. You, uh, you genuinely have a lot of mixed feelings on it, and you. 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 You'd be miserable. I tell people my favorite part about being an Arab Muslim is how fucking crazy we are. I think that's the best part. Why are you guys taking that from us? Yeah. Like, I'm tired of seeing fucking Muslims in Nikes. I'm so sick of it. It's right. like, I like I like the fact that, you remember when Bush got a shoe thrown at him? Yes, yes. <laughs> that, my dad has been throwing shoes at the TV for years before that. <laughs> I literally thought for one split second when Bush got hit with the TV that I looked back. I was like, is he still here? <laughs> Did he finally make it there? By the way, you know I thought about this so many times, but when Bush dodged that sh- that shoe, I forgave him for everything. <laughs> Wasn't that amazing? <laughs> just the fact that he was able to get out of the way of he it. He just got out of it so quickly. Well, I was like, right. that was, you know what, bro, you fucked up, but that was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, and we're I, we're we're bouncing around a little bit, but I mean, I want to I want to go. There's there's it's, it's yeah. such an in depth subject, but you were talking about. Uh, since we're talking about Bush again and 9-11 and how things change and we were talking about, uh, you know, maybe not the guilt, but the some of the shame because at home you're hearing maybe some relatives go like, "Eh, you you know, you mess with the bull, you get the horns. It's exactly the the attitude. I didn't hear anybody go like, I'm glad 3000 people. Right. But I did hear a lot of like, what did you think was going to happen? Kind of. Yeah. Attitude. Jihad is jihad. And then at school, you're, there was a wave of patriotism and Islamophobia. Sure. And, uh, you know, um, <laughs> you're now witnessing two different ends of the spectrum, but they're really the same side of a different coin because now the response is to be violent towards Muslims and from a lot of people. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know how much of that you experienced and how much of that you saw. You mentioned it went from going to Aladdin and Al- then Al-Qaeda and there was nothing really in between. Just overnight. Yeah. Overnight, it was, we were in a, I felt like a sort of, this sort of exotic, I mean, did you, you had, you, I mean, you grew up, you had a couple Middle Eastern friends, right? Yeah, one of my, one of my best friends, uh, my best friend during middle school, his, his family was, was Muslim. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't practicing, but they spoke Farsi around the house. They were Iranian. But did you know him pre 9-11? 
No. So pre 9-11, I really, I, th- I was a novelty to people. People were very much like, wow, like that is so cool. Like, sure. you know, genies and whatever. And then literally just in the blink of an eye, it was beheadings and whatever. Yeah. And I was so conflicted because here I was in, here I was in junior high. And it's again, I, I'm still conflicted to this day because I kind of love that we live in a country. I mean, our country is fucking incredible. Uh-huh. I love that we live in a country where two days after 9-11, teachers got in front of the classroom and they went like, listen, everybody, not all Muslims are terrorists. Right. Some are terrorists, but it's complicated and we should be be tall. So you did. You had a teacher say that. I heard a lot of teachers say that. But here's the thing. That's great. That made me. That actually gave me some shiver because I I wasn't in school at this point. I had no idea what the rhetoric was. It was truly a beautiful thing to think about. That just doesn't happen in other countries. It won't happen in other places. That being said, years after that, people would say things to me. Teachers, what have you, would say things to me like. Muslims are not violent, you know, it's just a few and I'd be like, you know, I got a couple you could meet in my house specifically that <laughs> right. are pretty pretty violent people. Sure. <laughs> I got a dad who fucking really, you know, it's yeah. really his go-to his go-to method for conflict resolution. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, here's here's a question for you and this is more a, a humanity thing than a Muslim thing specific. You know, when people go well, it's not all, uh, you know, Muslims that are terrorists, it's just some. It's not all uh, you know, white Christians are racist. It's just some. Not yeah. all, you know, incels want to kill women. It's just some, whatever the hell it might be. Not comparing the three, but just yeah. There's always that disclaimer. And how much of it do you think is that the that uh, each religion or each group is is you know has violent people or evil people? And how much of it do you think is just as humans? Most of us really are violent. And yeah. evil, uh, and I think different brands of evil cling to different groups where that their behavior is acceptable. Yeah, I I think I agree with you. It's in, in, in essence that like the human soul is corruptible, and X amount of souls will be corrupt regardless. Right. The thing that makes Islam different is I I I believe a couple of things that make it a little bit different. Okay. One is, I think you should judge. Religions, ideologies, by the worst, most most warped view of that religion. Uh huh. So let's look at the worst Christians. Right. Let's look at the worst Muslims. Right. Who are the worst Christians? In my opinion, probably Westboro Baptist Church. Do you agree sure. with that? Oh, you that are alive. That today. are alive today. Probably Westboro Baptist Church. They're they're. I think they're the most. Uh, they're definitely the most boisterous. Boisterous, sort of offensive, ignorant, in your right. whatever. Worst, worst Muslims. The the real ass podcast of God. Yes. Sorry, sorry, that was a joke just for you. The Legion of Skanks. <laughs> yeah, 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 is yeah, that, the that, Westboro Baptist. That's Church. a dumb joke, man. I'm gonna go. Sorry, go ahead. Worst, to cut you worst off. Muslims. ISIS. Yeah. Okay. What's the difference between these two groups? One of them shows up after you die. Uh huh. One of them shows up then you die. Right. These are two distinctly different. Characteristics. You can fucking protest my funeral all you want. Don't be the cause of my funeral, please. Sure, but I'd also, I mean, just, just, just senses. We, yeah. we even brought this up earlier on this podcast. We're also Christians who killed Indians in Sikhs, thinking that they were Muslim. You, you know, there's a Muslim genocide occurring right now as we speak in um, in Myanmar. 
um, the Rogan, Buddhists are Buddhists are do, yeah. bu- Buddhists are behind. Um, and so that's clearly a cultural thing. It's not really about Islam. It's not really about. But you're right. And also, a lot of people don't know this, the um, eastern province in China known as Xinjiang used to be called East Turkestan, predominantly Muslim. Yeah. Right now, there are about a million Chinese Muslims in concentration camps. Do you know really? that? Nobody, no, no I one d- talks about No, that. I did not know that. And so, again, hey, man, that's another thing that, co- that makes this a little bit more complicated for me. Right. And there a lot of those Muslims are completely peaceful. Peaceful, normal people who who don't deserve to be in concentration camps. Yeah. So it's very difficult for me to be critical of Islam while there's a group of ethnic people who are being forced into labor camps. Yeah, absolutely. But that being said, I still think ultimately I I think ultimately I need to be critical because I think it's important. That's my own sort Sure, of, sure. It's my own sort of struggle that I have to comp- uh, be conflicted about but back to the thing when you're talking about sort of like looking at oh well there's you know bad guys in every group whatever yeah osama bin laden was a multi-millionaire and chose to live in dirt and chose to exist in this existence that no other rich person would ever choose to and found hundreds and, and thousands of people to join him in this fight and I believe he was truly motivated by the religion. You think so? I don't think there's anything else that would have motivated him. Money, he had it. He was born with it. He's right. the most wealthy. They're a construction family. Do you know about that? Like, if you go to if you go to Saudi Arabia, you'll see a lot of like Bin Laden construction company. Like, it's a it's normal. It's like their their keywit. It's their, their keywit, or yeah. their it's it's it. They built the whole fucking country. Interesting. And so he's fucking rich. You know, I'm. Sh- I always assumed it was oil money. He's he's yeah they're construction people they're engineer they're engineers interesting uh, well educated a lot of his brothers fucking are like this guy's nuts like a lot of his yeah, brothers he's got like yeah. put it this way I believe when his father passed away each of his brothers fifty of them received a couple million dollars like they 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 were set yeah. pretty well pretty 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 early and often. Maybe even more than a couple million. I think they were like rich, rich. Like not just like, ah, oh, you have some money in the accounts. They were wealthy. Wealthy, exactly. And so I think there's something about this ideology that gets in people's heads and rewards this this sort of thing of like, you know, I, I, was, I grew up, nobody, I, none of the suicide bombers in my house were ever called suicide bombers. They were called shahideen, which is Arabic for martyr. Martyrs. Interesting. So, so that language... Is very very loaded. When you grow up in a household where people are constantly referring to other people who blew themselves up in a disco in Tel Aviv, yeah, as martyrs, martyrs, isn't that an, isn't that like a sort of it's like the way language works? It skews and it makes you think. Sure. It forces you to think about these horrible people in a positive light, or it tries to guide you to someone do that. who made a sacrifice. He made a sacrifice. This guy's lucky. They'd say, "Oh my God, this guy's lucky. Why is he lucky? He got shot by the Israeli so Well, he's now in heaven. He's immediately went to heaven. He didn't even. They didn't even. He doesn't even have judgment day. He just goes straight to heaven. Why? Well, because he chose to give his life to Islam. Yeah. So. These, these, this is like this is prevalent thinking. This is what guides ISIS. This is what makes all. There's some corrupt people in ISIS. There are people in ISIS who are making money, doing their own thing. They sell electricity, fucking stealing oil, doing whatever. But you know, the foot soldiers all believe this. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, 
Yeah, so it's, it's a lot. A, it's an upbeat. It's an upbeat religion. I got to say, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot, man. And, and 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 when you talk about it, I know a lot of Muslims. A lot of my friends. I won't name them. Yeah. Who are like, man, fuck. We all were we're being told this, but they don't talk about it for a couple of reasons. One, it's not good for their for their paycheck. In in this political climate, if you're a comedian, they you will make a lot more money going up there and talking about how persecuted Islam is and how good it is and how we're all just fine. We're just like you guys. We're not right. Um, and also the other part of it is, is they're like, man, I, I'm also confused about it. My parents, I love them. I love my cousins and they weren't bad people, but these ideas weren't great. They, they felt very similarly. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I yeah. mean, I got to assume there's, there's some, I mean, there's, 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 you have common ground with people who weren't raised in Islam in those feelings and they don't even have all of the other layers that you've brought up in you know in this episode yeah it's I wish I could I wish I could um it's it's really it's really jacked me up because it's so confusing because it's on one end it's 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 like black and white bad and on the other end it's like but these are also people who deserve life and liberty and freedom and 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 are free. Should be free to be wrong, and should be free to follow their religion as long as they don't want any, you know, any harm on any harm on other people. Right. But but the harm gets it does get created sometimes. I will. You will not. You get death like the death threats you get, and I get it. You get death threats everywhere, but you know, certain people. You know, Salman Rushdie is Salman Rushdie wrote a book. A fictional book called the 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 Satanic Verses about like these like hidden passages of the Quran and it was a fiction book, right? But man, for for dec I think for like a decade he had to just travel with security because there was a fatwa put on him. There was his head had a fucking reward, and the fatwa was put on by like I believe the Iranian government. So it's like. Could you imagine if Trump was like, "Give us, I want the head of this guy." Yeah, I mean, he'd like to say that. I think everyone get Bob. <laughs> yeah, get Bob. Yeah. He wrote a book we don't like. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it, it's yeah. No, it's. I mean, it's very interesting. But that's also, I mean, people people like that's just objectively morally, uh, you know, in the red. There's there's no there's no uh, there's no good way to spin that, and that's also the same techniques that you know, organizations that we all agree are bad, like Scientology uses. Mm -hmm. Scientology does the same thing where, oh, you spoke against us, we're going to... And it's not even as aggressive. We're going to sue you into poverty. We're going to blacklist you from the industry. Yeah. We're going to, you, you, you know... Uh, Which, by the way, fine. I mean, that sucks, but fine. Right. If you don't get to be in show business, let me tell you right the fuck now, they did you a favor. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie Hebdo. Remember Charlie Hebdo? Yeah. A cartoon? Somebody drew a cartoon. A couple people walked in with a fucking machine gun and fucking shot up an office or whatever. Like, yeah. That's that's only motivated by political by an ideology. It's not motivated by nobody was like, well, you know. But once we scare, I hate closed, drawings. Yeah. Once I yeah. close down these drawings, then I get rich. Right. I don't know, man. It's 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 hard to square some of these things, and at a certain point, you, you got to do a lot of mental jujitsu. Got to do a lot of mental fucking jujitsu and 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 limbo to get around the fact. You know, it's a lot of well, these people they're poor and they're doing this and they're doing that and they're disenfranchised and they're uneducated and they're this and they're, it's like all right, man. Or you could just admit that this is a bad idea and we can just fucking move on. Yeah. 
But you know. Yeah. What well, do I know? And there's uh there's stakes to uh There's stakes. What like and uh, I don't think you've you've talked about some of the stakes of leaving Apostasy is a death sentence according to the Quran. Uh-huh. I actually don't know if this is tr- I've never told my parents this. My parents think I'm a devout Muslim and yeah. I've often feared that not only uh would my, I my, I would be excommunicated from the family which, you know, fine. It's a tough thing to deal with. It's hard because you go like, go ahead and excommunicate me, fine. But also at the same time, like, I think it would kill them to excommunicate me. They would hate it. But they no, would. They love they, you. Yeah, they love the me. Yeah. Um, but according to the Quran, the the uh, the sort of the sentence for for relieving the religion is death. It's right. Plain and simple. In fact. There, that that one's not a metaphor. Not a metaphor. Very crystal clear. I say I'll say this, man. You talk to my pops. You talk to a lot of these Muslims that I sort of grew up with. They'll tell you not a fucking metaphor in the Quran. It's all it's all it's all literal. Yeah. God created the earth six thousand years ago. He fucking nuked Sodom and Gomorrah. Like all that shit is real. Yeah. Um, in ISIS, I believe, uh, their big thing is like, if they catch you and you are, are a Christian, they won't. Like, they'll uh, they'll go easy on you. They'll give you a chance to convert. Yeah. If they catch you and that you used to be a Muslim, you're getting tortured and killed harder. Right. Because you you've turned your back on the you 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 are the worst human in their opinion because you had the answers and you gave them away. You're an antichrist, pretty much. Yeah, you had it. You were born into it. You were yeah. lucky enough to know this and you rejected it. You know. Do that? Do you? Do they have a term for people who were born into the into the religion? Um, uh, born into the religion, you mean like, uh, uh, like born into Islam yeah. or it's mostly people who are born into Islam. Mostly people are born into Islam. It. Although we love a good convert. Converts are, are, are Muslims favorites. They're, sure. You know, sure. I rank them all the time. They love a guy who was you know, the, the, the highest ranking convert you could be is there's uh you could, okay, here's where, here's the lo- the level prison mm-hmm. converted in prison. You're, they like you, but they don't love you. Right. You're cool. Then there's, um, uh, converted for my wife. They like that guy a little bit better because mm-hmm. they're like, well, he's gonna have kids and his kids are gonna do whatever. Yeah. Highest level convert, Muslim, a, a guy who converted to Islam after nine eleven because he wanted to learn more about the religion and he ended up liking the. That's really. There's that's like a common trope. Me really. My, yeah. Me. Me. It's my Lutfi. Um. I'm sure he appreciates the plug on this episode. I know. <laughs> a devout, devout Muslim, but we always yeah. we laugh because we'll do the rankings sometimes. We'll do right. power rankings of. He's a devout Muslim and he believes all this, and he'd be mortified by so much of this religion. But, um, or so I mean, mortified by so much of this episode. But he he and, he and I love to just rank different Muslims according to according to Muslims. Sure. Like we all, it's a it's you know, and it's an ethnocentric religion, by the way. A lot of people don't realize that, but if you're not Arab, you really. People, you don't get Islam. You don't get it. Yeah. It's it's written in, in Arabic. It's meant for Arabs. It's based on Arabic culture. There are words and phrases and feelings in there that don't translate to English. It is a religion that is absolutely ethnocentric. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, going, going back to, uh, so uh, we're jumping around a little bit this episode, but we keep going on these great tangents that I, I, I want to hear. Yeah, yeah, nobody fucking talks more than me, so. Let no, me oh, no, 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 d- dude, every, ev- everyone on this podcast will, will, yeah, yeah you're yeah. fine, you're yeah. fine. Um, 
going back to you, you, you know, so you, you, you saw these things online. It was really reading that yeah. kind of made you question it. Yeah. I mean, here's what it did was I began to just, essentially what I had to do was I had to give up on God, on the idea of God first. Uh, which you mentioned you weren't a real big believer. Yeah. But you did passively believe in it. I passively believed it and I ignored whatever was in me. The first memory I have of being a a uh, non-believing person was, I remember being in the fifth grade or something, and uh, we were you know doing like a Greek mythology or whatever. And I remember the teacher had said something about like they believed that there was a god for everything, a god for the sun, a god for this, a god for the cup for this coffee cup, and kind of the class laughed. Yeah. And I remember, I didn't laugh. I remember being like, I wonder if in a thousand years. People will look at Islam and they'll laugh at it because mm-hmm. it sounds just as silly. Right. And that's a fucking pretty sophisticated thought for a child to have. It is. That was in that moment. I think I, I, I was completely I, I, I completely like was was like n- sort of non non-believer, a non-believer in any religion yeah. in that moment. But. I, I was a little bit afraid to admit that for many a year. Yeah. And then and then I think like I said, once the internet came around and I started to like read I started reading Christopher Hitchens and mm-hmm. Richard Dawkins and all these like guys that they call like the neo atheists or whatever. Yeah. And you and you feel you 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 said you felt torn before you Yeah. actually decided. Was there a specific moment where you go I'm I'm done. I'll go I'll go with my family to mosque once a year or whatever, but I'm 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 overall I'm done with this. Was there a specific moment or you just kind of just gradually built up to Yeah, I gradually built up. I would say I would say gradually built up. There was a moment though that I remember when I was like 20 that I was hungry and I was at a party and only thing that was there was a pep- was pepperoni pizza. Uh-huh. And I'd already given up Almost all the religion, but that was the one thing that I was like weirdly hanging on to. Do you know? Do you do you know? Have any idea why? It it's almost like a th- you're just born in this world of like never eat pork. Is that like the biggest? Because there's a lot of taboos in in Islam. Would you say that's the uh, one it, of the biggest ones? You know why it's the biggest one, or it's it's the most easy to follow. So it's right. it's most consistently followed throughout, and it's just like. You know, I grew up in a family that 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 stopped buying Starbursts because we found out that there's gelat- gelatin in it, and gelatin is like it's usually cow, but it can be pork. It can be pork or something. I, you know, there's a lot of Muslim like kind of like folklore and and mythology about being like, well, this is actually. Did you know that Coca-Cola, if you hold it in a mirror backwards, it says there is no God and no <laughs> Muhammad. Like that's that's hilarious. Like yeah, but. I remember, I'll never forget this, I was at my friend Jessica's house and I'm kind of staring at this pizza and I had this real moment where I had to be like, I'm 99% there. All that's missing is I need to pick up this piece of pizza and I need to eat it. (laughs) It's got pepperoni on it. It doesn't make sense. Like I was literally like, I was having this, you remember that scene in in, uh, Liar Liar where Jim Carrey was like trying to lie about the pen? It was like the uh, he would he would hold up the pen and he couldn't he found he had just found out he couldn't lie yeah he was saying the pen was blue and so he was like trying to say that the pen was black yeah but the lie he just couldn't so he'd be like the pen is blue and he would like be doubled over I was having a similar moment with a piece of pepperoni pizza where I was like I'm not Muslim why am I why can't I do this yeah and so I remember 
sucking it up finally and, and eating it. And How long were you staring at this piece of pizza? Oh, probably 20 minutes. Yeah. Honestly, probably 20 minutes. When and you first had the idea to eat it, was there like... Guilt. Washed over with guilt. I, almost, I just, I felt bad. I pictured my poor mother. Yeah. Just crumbsy. How could you? Right. Yeah, she's crying because my mom would cry right now if I told her I was not a Muslim. She'd cry. She'd yeah. cry her eyes out. She'd I, be like, you know. Yeah. And, you know, that, by the way, that's another thing I kind of feel bad about, which is, let me finish the story and I'll, 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 I'll turn on that tangent. But long time picturing my family's disappointment and then, you know, finally made this decision to go for it. And uh, that was the nail in the coffin, dude, because goddamn was that good. Yeah. I'll never forget that fucking piece of pepperoni pizza. It was probably the very shitty f- little Caesars. Yeah. But just fucking, this is what we've been missing out on. Right. And then that kicked the floodgates open for me. I, I went through a couple years where I drank regularly. Uh-huh. I went through a couple years, but I always felt bad about it. Never had a sip of booze in my life, even to this day where I don't feel bad about it. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm turning, I'm, I feel like I'm turning my back on, on a culture. Sure, sure, sure. All this, all but this. Not as, not as much as, uh, uh, not as much as the pork. The pork was the. The pork was the, and you talk to any Muslim, the pork is the thing. Well, it, what's interesting is I've I've met Muslims who go to mosque re- regularly who, uh, you know, they go, Shh, I, we're, we're going to drink a little bit. The drinking is fine. You're right about that. The, there's a lot. My dad, my dad told me his, that my grandpa would get drunk, would be, it was kind of a drunk. Like, yeah. The drinking is a little bit more permissible to them. The pork is not. I yeah. don't know why. I think it's because the pork is avoidable. They right. see it that way. Right. But the, they go But drink. booze. You, but that's, booze. That's a whole food group you're missing. You got to, fu- you know what I mean? You got to eventually get loose and, you know, you yeah. got to. But, yeah, I remember um, that was, uh, uh, yeah, the pork thing was, what was I, was, I wanted to diverge into a different tangent, but I guess. I, you were talking about uh, the tangent you were getting to, I think, your mom's reaction to the pork and hearing you talk about this yeah i mean i guess i i guess i just i i just went over that and so uh right yeah but but yeah i the, that i i never thought about it till this moment but there was a a struggle with a with a pepperoni pizza that i think i sort of see as a symbolic like beginning of act two of my life yeah you know culturally culturally was it was i mean was was uh you know, and you've talked a lot uh, uh, in in some detail about the the culture of, you know, mosque and Islam and stuff. Is it a is it a supportive to other Muslims? Is it is it in any way uh, nurturing when you, I mean because you you grew up in it and then you kind of disconnected from it? Yeah. Was there any you know semblance of support that you were leaving, or was it all what was keeping you in there was mostly guilt? Yeah, guilt was keeping. There was no support in there at the time. I was like sixteen or seventeen, and I remember I was like playing in bands, uh-huh. and that was a that was a big deal to them. They thought that that was I was the devil for that reason. My mosque really didn't like me because like I would after the prayer I'd go. Was to my, it the mu- kind of music or what? It's uh, music that uh, involves drums is forbidden in Islam. Isn't that funny? Interesting. It's got to be. Music with no drums, and it's got to have uh, it's got to be religious. So it's got to have some some kind of like message about Allah in there. Right. So I would go. So in you can do like an acoustic acoustic uh, acoustic rock yeah. for Allah. Use of Islam. 
formerly Cat Stevens, uh-huh. does that now. That's all he does. Interesting. Cat Stevens, coolest name to have ever abandoned, became Yusuf Islam. Are you familiar with this? I know I, I'm f- sort of familiar with Cat Stevens. I don't. I didn't. Do you know? Do you know some Cat Stevens songs? No, well, no. I, I've heard some, but I'm I didn't. positive. If I played a Cat Stevens song right now, like, I'd recognize you'd it. You'd go. You and the cats and the cradle and the sun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. Yeah. That guy was the biggest rock star of the '70s and '80s. Right, right. He, he abandoned it. He became brainwashed and he changed his name to Yusuf Islam. Mm-hmm. And then he just stopped. I'm thought this guy was huge. Yeah. And he became Yusuf Islam, and all he does now is he sings, but he performs for Muslims, and he performs songs only about Islam. Interesting. So people in my mosque didn't like me; they didn't care for me. They found they they thought me and my I had, I had this friend who used to go to mosque with me named Anzor, and I I, I you know take him in to my we'd go to my car and we'd listen to music and show him bands and whatever. So I didn't feel like I I felt very much like it was good written and saw y'all. Yeah. Although now that I'm a comedian, and it's funny, a few years down the line, a lot of those people who are who knew me at the mosque and disapproved of my lifestyle back then are now like sliding into my DMs to be like, "Dang, I can't believe you're a comedian! Like, let me know when when you're gonna be in town. I'd love to come see you." That kind of thing. Right. In general, though, Islam is not a very supportive religion. It's why we're fond of civil wars over sex, sure. sectarian violence. It's a not a lot of you know what I mean, like. Shiites, Sun- I mean, Dad, those Shiites, they're Sunnis, right? We're, we're Sunnis. Yeah. And what's the, what's the, I, I want to hear this. What's the big difference between the two? There's, there's several key differences. The major one being Shiites believe that the Prophet Muhammad was, so the Prophet Muhammad, the night where he was visited by the angel Gabriel, who, yeah. who basically revealed the prophecy, he was sleeping in his cousin Ali's bed. Mm-hmm. Um, so they believe that the, the prophecy should have actually gone to, to his cousin Ali. And in fact, that Islam should have been, the torch should have been passed down from Muhammad to Ali after Muhammad's death, but it wasn't. It was passed down to this guy, uh, Abu Bakr, uh-huh. who, uh, you know, and so there was, that's the rift initially. Is, uh, is that they kind of, it's like a sort of leadership decision. Sure. Basically, these two guys got and, in a fight. And ha- half of Muslims think it should have gone to Abu, Abu Bakr. Yeah. And, the and then half should, the thought that it should go to uh, Ali. Uh, Ali, yes, uh-huh. his cousin. And so, but there's kind of a, a, a very uh, interesting differences in the religion uh, that sort of have, have developed since. For example, the concept of suicide bombing actually came from Shiite Muslims, not Sunni Muslims. And that's the Abu Abu Bakr. That's the that's, Al, that's, that's the Ali Al, group. Okay, they're the group of people who they they fund Hezbollah. They're Iranian. Uh, they're they're usually Ira- uh, Iranian. Okay, some parts of Iraq, um, but they taught Sunnis how to suicide bomb because they're 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 all about self flag flagellation. They're always like. You know, there, once a year you might see this thing on TV where these Muslims march down line and they beat themselves over the back, and because they some something happens that they I don't even know what the story is, but they as a cult as a group don't forgive themselves for it, so they march down the streets of Lebanon and Iran and they're fucking beating beating the shit out of themselves. It's, mm-hmm. it, people die, people kill themselves in that. But anyways, another that's another great tangent. But yeah, not a supportive group of people because and and I right. point to that sectarian violence as I mean. Syria, what's going on in Syria right now is because different sects of Islam, you know, the Alawites are in power, the Sunnis don't want them anymore. 
And then we have, uh, you know, barrel bombs on people. We have children uh-huh. getting killed. <coughs> I'm so sorry. I yeah, what's coughing. going on with you? Are you okay? Need some water or something? I was, uh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just. Yeah, take a two second, grab yeah, some water. Sorry. I'm going to take a piss. You take a water, grab some water. It's, sorry. We were, we were, I was just, uh. We we were just talking and I, I I was I was asking and making sure that Ramsey felt felt comfortable and it, do you mind just repeating what you just said because I yeah I was uh, I was driving over here today and I I was very much in the um, I was a little unclear about how I was going to approach talking to you about this was I going to be very funny was I going to be this was I going to be that and I ultimately decided that I'm not going to I'm not going to censor myself because the narrative that's popular especially within our entertainment business is like you know this ain't you know is is that my narrative my story is opposite of what the narrative i think is being that's being pushed out in sort of mainstream media and i think that's it's okay. the opposite of what what people uh in our industry want the narrative to be yeah and i think my feeling is like yeah i'm sorry you guys are going to be a little bit uncomfortable with this that's okay but that's my story right well and it's also it's very frustrating because it's uh it's a lot of uh you know um you know if, if someone if someone is uh if someone is muslim and they're upset about you speaking your story you know i of course disagree with them but uh, sure, they have more of a right than someone who really is unfamiliar with the culture and never partook in it. Yeah, yeah that, that's the biggest issue I have is people um, uh, on on. Uh, uh, here, here's here's my issue with a lot of uh, uh, white social justice warrior people right now is they take other my, they take these minority experiences and they start telling not only other white people but other people who are black or muslim or asian they start telling them how they're supposed to feel yeah about what they went through that they have no business speaking of and they you know explain things to me you know my feeling about- i get that as a yeah. Buddha, as a former buddhist all the time yeah when i tell people i'm buddhist the first thing people don't do is they don't ask me a question. They start telling me what my religion was. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I. Do it makes bo- me. Yeah. It makes me. It makes me. It makes me. I always contain the anger, but it makes me angry because they know what they were taught That's in a book. I'm not Buddhist. I was raised Buddhist. <laughs> no, I was I, Buddhist for 17 I'm years. I'm totally fucking with you because. Yeah. Because people look at Buddhism the way they look at Islam is just one sort of general picture. They don't understand there are fucking. How many how many different sects are there? There are thousands of sects. I think there's over ten thousand sects. Yeah. I I don't know the number specifically. Sure, but it's I think there's number. more there's more sects of Buddhism than any other religion. Yeah, so people I'm have almost a, yeah. positive. People have an idealized version of what they think you mean when you say you're boot you're Buddhist. They yeah. don't know that you had. Well, there's beliefs and they're practices mostly and taking rituals. their opinions from Iron Fist. It's not even things that they've read. They're taking it from fucking cartoons yeah, and yeah. Adam Sandler movies, and, and, and they don't even realize it. And, and that's westernized secular versions of yeah. Buddhism, which are sold through an app of some kind, you know. Yeah, or or you know the the meditations or the this or the that. There's no, and it's always coming from the place of like, see, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, it, no, you don't. There's 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 so many. You're not even you're not even the right genre of Buddhism. Like it's there's there's literally thousands of different sects, and some sects are are, are just about like the the range is so huge where some of them are just like 
they're all about snakes. <laughs> I'm not even fucking with you. There's subsects like the highest enlightenment form you can attain. You get reincarnated as a snake. Oh, so the most evil thing any person can do is to harm a snake like that. The, that's so. And there's several different yeah. Buddhisms where it's a different animal, you know, <laughs> like like and that's just part like, you know, it, like the sect I was in, it was a human being. Human being was the highest karma. Like the, if you build up At the least right. That makes sense. Yeah. You build up the right amount of karma chips like you get to be a human, you know, so that's that was the sect I was right. But like so it's in. But, you know, and then when I tell people I was raised Buddhist. They also just don't believe me, you sure. know, uh, uh, which um, is super frustrating because they don't believe me because uh, they're racist because they want me to be Asian. They want you to be Asian. And, y- you or know, wear, they want you to be wearing an Avatar The Last Airbender like outfit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 they want they want their like they want their version of, you know, for our parents, it was uh, a buck teeth and, and slanty eyeglasses. Sure, yeah, yeah. They want, their version is some, they, they want every Buddhist to be an, a wise, a 300-year-old Asian man who yeah, lives yeah. in a cave yeah. to teach you how to like yourself, which Me- is yeah. Meanwhile, as we still were racism. Saying, yeah, as we were saying, there is a sect of Buddhists right now that is literally fucking killing Muslims, genociding yeah. a whole group of ethnic people. I mean, it's it's crazy. So the assumptions that people have, the desire, the projections they want to push onto, you know, it's hard. I'm a people pleaser, so right. Sometimes I don't want to burst their bubble. Sometimes I I find it hard to be like. Man, I don't want to take this from you. I really yeah. want you to be right because I want you to just be happy. Sure. You know what's funny is uh, is uh, and, and start, now I'm, I'm I'm there's always like 20 minutes of a podcast where I start talking too much about me. So I'm going to try to shut this off. I think I used to be a people pleaser, and lately I have been as long as it's coming from an honest place, really gaining a lot of joy from speaking my mind and yeah. not apologizing. Same here. From it. And same here. And that's that's part of what led the decision to go like, all right, I'm not pulling any punches. I'm going to be as honest as I can. I've never... It's healthy. I've never publicly told anybody Uh that I heard people in my family sort of, uh, you know, talk about 9-11 like, like, you know, so so flippantly. So, eh, it's, you know... Right. I've never said that because I've been ashamed, embarrassed. I don't want them. What are they going to think about my family? Are they going to think that about me? But it's like, no, man, that's just what happened. No, and... and, Fuck, grow up, fuck up shit. that's, that's, That's the other thing is... Like, if you look through anyone's family, if you look through any one individual's past, it's all, it's all, there's dirt on all of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, if your reaction after 9-11 was that we should go invade Iraq. Yeah. You're, you're, there's, there's, there's dirt and blood on your hands too, because they had nothing to fucking do with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, but you blindly followed uh, you know the the patriotic movement to not think about my family lost friends, uh, and this is not one of the instances of them being flawed. I think this is an instance of them being right because they go, "There's no fucking way in hell we should invade Iraq. There's no evidence that points to Iraq right now. Yeah. We need all the facts before we invade." And people called them, called, you know, called them traitors to the like people. People were were were. Furious, my people stopped talking to my family for a long time because that was their yeah their stance on it. But my my point is, if you know, if you're if you're a person listening to this and going, well, that's 
awful. You were supported bombing a country that had nothing to do with 9-11. Yeah, a million people dead so far. I think a million civilian deaths. Yeah, so there's, there's dirt, there's blood on everyone's hands. Yeah. And I'll, here's what I've learned doesn't help is no one actually talking about what is actually happening in their own personal lives. Everyone, yeah. Everyone's great at pointing out all the issues across the world and all the flaws in all these different countries but no one very few people and i give you major kudos for this for openly speaking about your life can come forward and be like this is what i went through and here's why i believe this and here's why i feel this way yeah i feel the same way and i'm assuming maybe probably a lot of the people that you've had on this podcast which is like absolutely i want nothing but the best for the people that 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 i you know muslims arabs these people that i there's no hatred no hatred i think in fact Back to, I think the Arab culture is one of the most beautiful, beautiful things on the planet. Sure, yeah. Great food, great Wonderful music. Food. We I bonded. Know. We bonded over Middle Eastern I've, food. I, I think I sealed my place as one of your best friends just with with with, with a the, baklava? Of the baklava. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, great. I think great senses of humor. Palestinian people are some yeah. of the funniest people I've ever met. No, in my absolutely. Life. You can't. I always say you can't be that close to Jews without being a few, <laughs> having a few good cracks in your in your fucking. It rubs wood. off on you. You know what I mean? But I I think the biggest problem that they actually have is the fact that uh, the Middle East has become Muslim first, Arab second. I wish they would be Arab first, Muslim second. Right. Um. But that being said, all of my criticism comes from a place of like, man, I want to see all of you guys be happy. I have cousins, man. I have cousins. They're little kids, and they're fucking adorable. And they're smart as shit. And they're like just coming online right now. And we're friends on Instagram. So they're posting things. And they're like, they're, by the way, they think I'm a, a celebrity. Like not be even because I'm a comedian, but just they're, they're just, they're in awe. They're like, wait, so you can just go on, st- on like a stage and like tell jokes to a room of people and like, and they laugh. They laugh. Like they watch my videos. They show off my videos to their, that's so cool. And nobody gets what I'm saying, but they all laugh. They that's all, so cool. They all just go like, that's so funny. That's funny. They're laughing because like, I could tell it's funny based right. on what he's saying. Yeah. I want them to have that opportunity, but uh, one of the many reasons why they won't have that opportunity, but one of the biggest reasons is because of the Islamic uh, sort of stranglehold on, on their lives. Yeah. And it's, it's part of why I kind of don't care for what's being pushed out there. Look, man. There are shows and stuff on, on the air right now about it, Muslims and what have you. And I watch them and I go, you're not even touching the issues yet. I mean, I, I, I wish we would talk more about like about why it is that Muslim, dude, it's, it's, it's against the religion for me to be doing what I'm doing right now. This is, yeah, this no, is I know. That's why I wanted blasphemy. to ask you. I wanted to ask yeah. you to make sure you were comfortable with so, all of this. That being said, another long tangent for me that sounds Islamophobic, but ultimately... I really mean it from the bottom of my heart. I love the Arabic culture. I love the yeah. I love mu- I love every Muslim in my life. Every time I meet a Muslim, I have this fond warmness in my heart, which is like, dude, I know what you, I know. We know each other. Right. My best friends, Asif, Asif Ali is a Muslim, and and you know, we link. The second I talk to him, it's like boom, we just knew each other right away. We knew sure. so much about each sure. other without ever saying anything. Well, because it's such a unique culture. Yeah. That uh, you know, I'm sure it's it's weird talking about with people who are not. Who are, who are unfamiliar with it. It's like anything. I tell people when I meet another Muslim who grew up in the... Mo- I feel like uh, how I assume a, a kid who got kidnapped and then rescued 
when they meet another kid who got kidnapped and rescued, <laughs> they both sort of go like, dude, nobody knows, but you and I went through some shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, I yeah. have that feeling all the time. All the suffering, man. All the suffering uh, that is currently just, just, I mean, Palestine, dude, if, I wish people could see the suffering the Palestinians are going through. And granted, some of that is, some of that is, is, is um, out of their control. It's Israel. It's occupation right, forces. Right. But some of it is self-inflicted. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. No, it's, uh, uh, yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a very, it's a very, and I, I've had limited, uh, limited, you know, um, I've had close friends who were, who, who were Muslim. You've been, you've been one of them, or at least former Muslim. And it is, it is very much, uh, the culture, the culture, you you know you know what here's and tell me if I'm wrong once again I'm 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 not Muslim but this is just what I've seen when uh, when I've been around Muslims and they're happy and they're in a good mood no one is more fun and more joyous and better to be around and then I'd say it's it's it gets nothing gets more morbid when it's not that way yeah yeah I think you've nailed it I think you've nailed it on the head it's like there are a group of people who culturally. They love, like, you know, it's like it's like humor and, and joy yeah. and all that stuff. But but again, it's like those spectra, that spectrum is, is, is really, I'm sure it exists everywhere. But I yeah. think like you, I've noticed it pretty strongly within the Muslim group. That there is a, there seems to be a fluctuating spectrum of, boy, when it rains, it pours on these guys. And when they're happy, I, I can't imagine a person I want to be around more. Yeah. You no, know? I yeah. My yeah. father was very much that way. My dad, man, he's the guy. He's when I'm anti-Muslim in some ways I'm anti him. He's such a wonderful That's human so being. That's so interesting that you he's said that. He's such a great dude. When he's when he's when he's got an arm's distance from from the religious part of it. Yeah. When he's in that religion, man, it's like it gives him a green light to sort of like do some of the fucked up shit that that he, you know. Sure. That he that he Got away with. I mean, I mean, he did some stuff growing up that was um, religiously justified, but really, really morally, like it, it, it. I, I found that he was a little emotionally abusive with my mother in a way that he found permission to do so in the via the Quran and via Islam. Mm -hmm. That I don't, I don't think was okay. But hey, he he had that he had that religious shield. You know, sure. and so to me, so much of it is like I all my feelings about my father kind of are projected to this. To the are, Islam, they're tied is, into all yeah, of Islam, which yeah. is like I think you guys, you guys, obviously sweeping generalization. I think it's all good. And I think everyone's heart is kind of in the right place. But I also think that there's this dangerous thing you guys won't let go of. Sure. Do you think you hold on into any Muslim morals or uh, Muslim perception that you were, you, you know, you were raised with it. How much do you think there are little things or big things that stuck with you in your your moral coding and how you think and feel uh, today? I think I am antithetical to all of the people I grew up around mm -hmm. to the detriment of my own self. Interesting. Muslims that I grew up with, my family, people who I I, I spent, like I said, significant time in the Middle East. I, 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 Jordan, Palestine, Saudi Arabia, I met people. I know the way a lot of the, the people think culturally. Very confident. Very much like, this is the way things are, and nothing you could do changes it. 
this is my feeling on things. And I think to the detriment of my own success, I've been the other way around my whole life, which is, I don't know. I don't want to sound like, I don't want to be too certain about this one thing. I have an idea. I have a feeling. I can't be too confident about it because yeah. then I'm going to sound like those guys. That's what I didn't like about those guys was how confident they were that they, they were, were headstrong right. about headstrong, everything. prideful, overly confident. These are good qualities to have um, checked. Yeah. Who's the most headstrong, confident person you know? Quick. Oh, man. Comes to your head. Maybe he lived in this house. Maybe he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody more successful that you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd say I'd say the the, the I mean Opie and then Connor. Yeah, we're very two of my absolute best friends who are headstrong, overly confident people. They know how to control it though. They're not bad about it. They they yeah, they know how yeah. to pull, they know how to let go. And also well intentioned and, and well intentioned. Yeah. They don't use it for evil. It's checked. Yeah. I think that like I, I think that I became so against that. I mean, how many times have you seen me just like talk myself out of a good decision, talk myself out of a project, yeah, talk myself out of a thing because of just not wanting to be ah, eh, come on, it's fine. I mean, yeah. even my even my No, this weird. is something I, I struggle with as well for, for different reasons, but that's is is you see people be you know, headstrong, arrogant, uh, prideful, and you go, well, I never want to come off that way. So, yeah. And so you never develop any of that, and then you realize, oh, you need some of that. You overcorrected, to, yeah. To, to advance, you just have to be mindful of how you have those things. Yes. But you actually do need to have it. You need to have ego. Uh, and, and It's a key for success. In this yeah. business, it's a key for success. I think in any business, if you start up your own... It, if hey, if Ramsey Badawi vape attorney yeah, yeah. try to start a vape attorney uh, office, right. if he doesn't have those things, he will not be able to do it. I apologize to those who do not listen to Mean Boys, who listen to, to Leaving the Tribe exclusively. It was an inside joke yeah. with other podcasts I've done with Ramsey on that one. But yeah, no, it's 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 true, and I struggle with. I think we struggle with a lot of similar things outside of uh, yeah. You know, the religious spectrum. Um, I, I lack a little confidence for that reason. Not just confidence, but almost like. Um, there's this part of, I, you know, I was having this conversation with uh, with Opie the other day. Yeah. Opie, who is a, uh, one of my best friends. Uh, uh, Phenomenal comedian. Great comedian. Um, having one of the best years. Currently in Montreal for the Just for Laughs yeah. Comedy Festival. And Literally it, the yeah. best year. But we were talking and, and we were talking about, he was just looking, he was like talking about the way I dress. And I was I was like, I don't, you know, I don't think anything's wrong with it or whatever. And he's like, you sort of kind of dress like Michael Moore sometimes. <laughs> 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 but I realize that's man. If that's not what he thinks about you, I don't want to hear what he th comes up with for me. But I hear, but I hear, I heard that, and I thought, you know, so much of that is rooted in the in because a lot of Muslim, uh, a lot of Islamic sort of values, a lot of Arab values are about, hey man, don't do, don't you dare look too fancy. It's a leftist religion. Yeah, Islam is a leftist socialist religion. You think so? Yes, I know so. The really, really. Yeah, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just, no. I'm, I'm curious. I've never heard the pol this yeah. before. Yeah. The political, so when we say Islamization, when people say this guy is an Islamist, what they're saying is this person is um, a person who is dedicated to the um, agenda, the political agenda of Islam. Unlike all other religions, Islam has a political agenda. That is what ISIS is doing right now. I wouldn't say all other religions, but sure, yeah. Unlike, let me say this. Unlike the religions of the God of Abraham, 
Actually, let me. I'll, I'll, I'll back pedal that one because I don't really know that much about about the other religions. I don't know as much. Sure. Islam has a very clear political agenda: world yeah. domination, pinking the brain. These right. guys, these guys are, are, are. It's part of what they do. Yeah. And it's all about numbers. And poverty is 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 uh, a redistribution of wealth is part of the religion. Poverty is is sort of a, a virtue. Any religion which vir- which which puts puts poverty as a virtue has some of those socialistic kind of um, uh, underpinnings. But Islam specifically, it's all the of all the religions, it's the easiest one to join because they're all about we need numbers, we need people power. It's all yeah. about the people. Fuck these, th- no, no, no rulers, nothing. Um, and funny enough, what, what happened to me when I was 18? I fucking became a Republican. I went the other way around, didn't yeah. I? Well, and that, that's, that's uh, you know, we're, 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 I know, we're about to open up another fucking can of worms. I, and I don't, I, we, I don't think we'll have time. No, we you, don't, we don't. Yeah, yeah. so I'll just, I'll have to, oh, geez, I just, re- yeah, you got to. Totally no no don't worry let's yeah. wrap this up the way you would yeah. normally wrap well, this up. Well let's 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 wrap this up and then I'll get you I'll get you back on to talk about the re- the Republican stuff. Yeah oh that's gonna we'll fucking do, blow we'll, some minds man. Yeah we'll do we'll do we'll we'll do a part two soon. Holy because there's a whole different chapter we 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 I feel like we I mean this is uh even it, it, from the Islamic stuff we kind of just scratched the surface. I'll tell you what your, I'll come back next week if you want I'll come back next week and we can record a part two you'll release it whenever you want to release it. That would that would fix, yeah that would be great that would be great um. But uh, th- I mean, wrapping up. F- fuck, there's, 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 there's so much. I know, man. I'll, I'll, I'll answer. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll just ask you two questions. I know you got to leave. No, no, take your time. Okay. Um. Well, I guess my next question is: After you left it, did you feel? Uh, I mean, you mentioned kind of rebelling behavior-wise away from it, but was there any sort of void? In, in, in isolation in what you were or did you ha- had you been already taking from modern culture building who you because a lot of very religious people it gets integrated into their personality it gets integrated into their ideology it gets integrated into their moral code and then when they leave it it's also it rips that out too I think sometimes yeah did you experience any of that I did after so immediately after I, my, I, I spent my early 20s, like 18, 19, 20, 21, I lived a life that was, fr- I had this like freedom, I felt like, finally. No one's yeah. watching me. Do your own thing. And um, freedom at those ages without any sort of construct, it's like it leads to hedonism. Right. I found myself living life like I was just like, Trying, I mean, look, we're all trying to have sex as much as possible. Sure. I was putting myself in very dangerous situations. I was meeting up with people on the internet before Tinder, just like yeah. you know, stuff like that. Fucking, I was, I was getting drunk every night. I was fucking like, me and my butt, me, me and uh, Spen- Spencer, who lives in this house with you now, yeah. we'd get drunk and we'd drive like an hour up to LA and we'd fucking get even more drunk and we'd drive back, like just sort of this like. No structure, no bounds. Just kind of what I think what a lot of people go through. Except I kind of went ten percent harder because I just I was like free. Yeah. But twenty five rolls around, or twenty three, twenty four, twenty five roll around, and 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 the emptiness and the void began to eat at me, and I started to. F- I realized I began to fill it with other things, ergo 
I joined the Republican Party at a certain point. Like, I zagged yeah. so hard. I yeah. literally just went like, well, I'm going to button it up. I was fucking running, working in, in politics and, and doing all this stuff. I quit all, I quit playing music. Like, yeah. I ended up like, the freedom almost killed me. And I, I wanted to like, almost like an addict. Like, I just was like, okay, well, I'm going to just like, Go the other way, yeah, and and button it up and, and do that. And we'll we'll have to we'll have to do. We'll have the, to come back. The, I yeah. mean, that's a great that's a great teaser for the episode we do about you being a Republican. <laughs> last last question about yeah. uh, about uh, Islam. If there are people, you know, uh, if there are people who are listening to this and maybe they found it because they are thinking about leaving Islam themselves and they feel conflicted about it. You know, this question isn't whether or not if they if they want to be Islamic, this does not apply yeah. to them. This is people who are struggling with it or even any religion, any group who are struggling with it, but especially Islam. Uh, what would you what would you say to them? I would say to them that the greatest pleasure and feeling in the planet is tr- being honest with yourself. And while I know it's challenging the sort of self-deception, it's what leads to this sort of empty, dead feeling on the inside. Yeah. The only thing that makes life worth living, I think, is to be courageous and face the truths that you know uh, sort of exist dead on. Yeah. And if you're somebody struggling with a religion, with a, with a group, whatever, and you're kind of not sure how to go about it, my advice is take very, very, very small steps every single day. But face that dead on because because I almost think the root cause of all of our problems is like people's unwillingness to deal with it. So listen to yourself. If your if your voice inside is saying I'm not a Muslim, I don't believe any of this stuff. In a very and the safest way that you can do it, live live life the way that you want to live it and believe the things that you want to believe. But that being said. I also think it's okay to lie to your mom. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Part yeah. of part of oh. it's not it's not not all that's that's no I I completely I you don't know, know if this saying? is where you're going. Not everyone you have the right to decide when you tell people the truth as long as you're being honest with yourself. You know what I mean? If it's if it's about you lying to someone about someone else, I think is bad. I think. You going, I don't want to tell you everything. I don't think there's, I completely agree with you. Yeah, I, it's like, now this is, I'm, I'm going to open this up a, a, a real quick again. I'm sorry to do this, uh, but I'm just having such a great time. One of, the, one of the most challenging things about the whole Muslim thing is the guilt that I felt, as, I feel associated with the idea that my parents, who are devout Muslims, who I think are wonderful people, who I love very much. Yeah, of course. Gave up their entire lives to come to America. Right. And then America bit them, and now their son is an atheist. <laughs> That's a challenging thing to deal with. Sure. The notion of, like, I feel so bad for these people because they had one dream to come to America for a better life, and they didn't realize, but America was actually going to make their son. Not because America's in it, but just the freedom and the, and the, and the wealth in this country exposed me to ideas that, led me astray from the religion that they hold so dearly to, to their heart. Yeah. And for that reason, I feel like I'll never tell my parents anything. I will sure. let, I will let them die thinking I'm a Muslim. It would bring it would bring nothing but heartbreak to them. 
it means nothing to me for them to know that I, I'm not a non-believer. It means yeah. nothing for me. You, I mean, and you have a right to your own personal beliefs, yeah. but that doesn't mean you want them to hurt because of that. I, yeah, I, your parents and whatever they don't need to know that you don't believe in it. They don't yeah. need to know. Yeah, if if if, if you think it's going to kill them, don't tell them. But but be your, be yourself. Be your yeah. future to you. Face face life courageously, and it's the only thing that will will sort of lead to growth and happiness. Nothing else. Nothing right. else leads to it. Yeah. No. Abs- absolutely. I think that is a good thing to hear. Where uh, you know, like uh, yeah. you don't have to tell. The point is, you don't have to tell everyone everything. Totally. If you feel you can have some secret in today's world. This is the first time in history where it is uh it is and it's very anti-secret now. People are going into people's past and bringing things forward. Yeah. D- not speaking on the morality of that, but no, people No, no, no. It is a very anti-secret time. We, look, advertising and and Nike and all this stuff is all kind of fed us this bullshit propaganda of like it's your world, man, and everyone's just living in it. Be you, be unapologetically you, be this, be that. And I'm saying that's half true. You yeah. should be true to what you do. I'm not saying get you know if you're if you're gay you should marry a, stra- a, a, a straight woman to right. make your, or to make your parents happy. Sure. What I am saying is you live in a world with other people, people who care deeply about you, people who care deeply about themselves and they care about other ideas. There's no need to take a sledgehammer to it. Fucking chisel sure. away at it if you have to. I think that's I, an interesting way to phrase it. You know what I mean? Away, yeah. th- th- for me, it's like it's like I slowly am, am sort of working my parents a little bit, and and if I ever feel like it's well, appropriate, yeah, it it'll happen. I you know I introduce them to my to my girlfriend who's non-Arab, non-Muslim, like yeah, who's who's Jewish. She's Jewish, no? I'm gonna drop that part yet, but you know. Yeah, right, right. Oh, they don't know. They don't know the Jewish thing, and I I kind of am doing a bit about this. I'll I'll tell you about it right okay. now because it's funny. Is that they don't know she's Jewish because they're Palestinian. And in Palestine, even though my girlfriend is very stereotypically Jewish, like looking and yeah. sounding, but in Palestine, the stereotypes of Jews are just way different because uh-huh. they're, they're just a different kind of Jew. Right. So Palestinians look at Jews and they go, oh, look at these Jews with their broad shoulders and bronze skin and <laughs> mastery of Krav Maga. These guys are the worst. You know what I mean? Like they're just a different kind That's, of Jew. Yeah. It's a, they don't have the uh, the the stereotypical long gun. So yes. how would we? Uh, yeah, how someday we know I'm gonna take Woody Allen to Palestine and be like, "This is a Jew, everybody," and they're gonna be like, "Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> and that's really funny. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, yeah. We we, we went over. Back. What's that? I said I'll come back. I'll come. back. Yeah, we'll come back and we'll continue. We'll continue with the uh, with the republican stuff because uh dude this was this was phenomenal where can where can people find you Rip, if you yeah. want them to yeah yeah ramsaybadawi.com um follow me on instagram at ramsbad r a m s b a d also follow me on twitter with the same um handle i've got um a couple of things that i am going to be releasing in the next couple of weeks and i would love for you guys to listen so thank you so much tom i had a great time buddy. this this was a Great episode. Thanks for doing it, man. I've wanted to get you on for a while, and uh, I'm glad it finally happened. It was man. an absolute honor. Thanks, And we're, I'm going to have you back. All right. Peace. Bye. You feel good about that? Yeah, man. Yeah. That's great. That's really great. Thank you. Uh, thank you for doing it. Yeah, very, very.